Hi guys, welcome back to Speaker Anarchy. This is your host, Ekta, and I have such a lovely guest with me today. I am a huge fan of this line, this makeup line. Um, it's truly just so beautifully crafted and so elegant. And so I'm very, very much honored to be hosting the founder, um, founder of Sia Beauty, Megan Ryan. Welcome to the show, Megan. I'm so excited to host you. Thank you so much, Ekta. I'm super excited to speak with you and I'm a big fan of skincare anarchy. Oh, thank you so much. That means a lot to me coming from such accomplished entrepreneurs such as yourself. I, I do my best. You know? <laughs> so that means a lot to me. Thank you. Um, I want to get started, Megan. I want to actually learn all about you because your line is just so beautiful. And I know I'm going to be spending like majority of the episode, like, you know, just raving about every product. But I really want to learn about how you got into beauty, specifically, you know, makeup, the makeup side of things. Um, and yeah, just every, how everything just evolved. That is so sweet. Um, yeah, actually, so I had a very, I'd say, roundabout way of getting into the professional beauty space. Um, growing up, I was a theater kid. And so I, I always was the makeup artist. Um, along with performing and stuff. So I always did everyone's makeup and hair. And so I was always playing with makeup um, from when I was very little. Um, and then when I pursued more of, you know, my like professional career, I put that aside for a couple of years. I studied international um, development. And then I ended up working in international program management, traveling all over the world um, for a big, you know, multinational corporation. And at the time I was traveling to places like India and the Middle East and Europe and all these different climates. And I would just have the worst time traveling um, around having breakouts. Um, my products just didn't work as I was you know, going to all these different places. My skin would get so irritated. And then also it was just such a hassle to carry around, you know, sometimes two gallon bags <laughs> full of um, products and applicators and brushes. And um, so I was just, you know, really frustrated and wanted to have products that really worked as hard as I was working. Um, and then at the same time, my um, two co-founders, Simon and Hisham, were, were already in the beauty industry um, in the hair extension and wig space, and they were working in a very um, unique retail market that's called the independent beauty supply store market. And so it's a market that really focuses on beauty professionals, so hairstylists, makeup artists, um, as well as a majority of women of color in the U.S., um, because it really focuses on these hair products. And so as they were growing that business, they saw that there was this huge opportunity and also, you know, in our minds, a huge problem with the industry where um, the women and people who wear makeup, who shop in these stores, weren't able to find high quality um, cosmetics, high quality makeup. And so that's sort of the idea for Sia Cosmetics came out of both the need in the market that we're hearing from the customers, we were hearing from the store owners, but also my personal um, issues with finding really effective, high quality makeup that looked amazing, but also, you know, worked as hard as I did as far as taking care of my skin and 
wearing um, easily and traveling easily. Uh, so that's, that's where Sia came from. I love that. And, you know, that's really, I mean, I, I will say you have really nailed it on the head when it comes to uh, uh, beauty products that don't make you break out. They don't like, you know, they don't cause unnecessary stress because I kid you not, that has also been for me, you know, as a woman of color, speaking to your point, my biggest hurdle with makeup is that it either like doesn't stay or if it does like, you know, no matter what I've done, no matter what foundation, I mean, this doesn't apply to yours, but like all the other foundations I've tried, I at one point gave up because all I could do was wear mineral foundation um, because I would break out, whether it was the same day, next day, the third day, like it, no matter what, eventually my skin would show that, you know what, you put something on me that wasn't high quality enough and I don't like it. So, you know, it's really interesting to me that you actually crafted your brand from this outlook of making makeup that is really suitable for all skin types. I mean, that to me is a very, very special endeavor because, you know, as women of color, not only do we have problems with shades, but when we have problems with the ingredients, you know, we have problems with all the other stuff that goes into like, for example, foundation. So I, you know, really hats off to you for, you know, going on this journey and doing it right. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's getting fixed now. There's so many new brands out there, but when we were first creating this brand, um, especially from a Korean beauty perspective, there was absolutely no, um, you know, diverse and inclusive beauty brands. And so what we've done is we've taken the best in sort of that high-end prestige, um, true makeup, um, and we've incorporated and infused the top Korean skincare ingredients to make a line that 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 sort of has it all right it it's a fully inclusive line as far as shade ranges but then it has these amazing ingredients um, to really promote skin health um, and bring in all those aspects of k-beauty that we all love so much now you know that holistic approach to skin health the um, focusing on the um, strengthening and nourishing of your skin's natural barrier as opposed to stripping away or you know taking away and infuse that into that high performance and it's you know it's for people exactly like you know myself back when I was working at a big corporation or you as a doctor right it's it's the point is is that our makeup has to work as hard as we do it shouldn't be something we have to focus on once we leave the house it should just wear beautifully and support us um the entire day exactly and you know when I look in the mirror you know there's so many times I've like used a new foundation or something you know thinking I'm like all you know awesome and and I found the new fix and then I look at my foundation on my way to work and I'm like I swear it didn't look like this in the mirror this morning (laughs) like it was like you know like an hour later like I've had so many experiences like that where you know I've bought like the next big thing in beauty and especially with foundation and it's like I use it I go you know I get so hyped up about it and you know the reason I'm mentioning this is because as a woman of color it's very very close to my heart because like I said shade ranges have been a problem since like the beginning of time for me for us you know it's it's just it's been a problem and it's it's something that you know 
not only that, but then the wearability of makeup as well. You know, it's like if you did find your range or, you know, if you did find that perfect match, it was either too cakey or it didn't look right or it would change and oxidize throughout the day. And so all of these factors have really like for me, you know, personally speaking, they've really, you know, deterred me from makeup, like the makeup industry until recently, where now now brands are really coming out and, you know, doing it the right way. So I love that you've really taken this holistic approach, because I think that that should have been done, you know, the, from the get go, is that this idea of taking care of your skin, because at the end of the day, you can cover it up, but you still have skin, and it still needs nutrients. So, you know, it's it's a really, really great take that you've, you know, the direction you've gone in. Thank you. Yeah, no, absolutely. We do have skin. We are humans. <laughs> we don't have these, you know, perfect poreless, um, you know, porcelain faces. And that, that's part of the reason why we chose to go down the, you know, beauty route as well as there's really an appreciation for the science um, behind skincare and ensuring that, you know, it's not just does it look good? Does it feel good? But it's also, is it doing good things? Um, and also what you leave out, right? So none of those sort of iffy ingredients that we all are sort of nervous about because we hear things in the news, but we're not 100% sure. Um, and so that's why we, you know, worked with the Korean um, skincare in industry to create these products. But then also bring in those those needs that we have as you know people who wear makeup. So things like um, you know easy travel um, packaging, magnetic cases. Um, some of our products we actually have a line of duo products where the applicator is built in to one side of the product itself. So it's super easy to travel with. You don't have to carry multiple different um, brushes and applicators. Um, so bringing in even those, you know, properties to really create a product line that that works as hard as, as you know, our customer does. Absolutely. Now, I have a question. It's a little bit more, um, I guess, technical, but it's something that I think we run into a lot when we're talking about, um, you know, just uh, complexion products. And that is the idea of like undertones. You know, I've I've just heard so many stories and it's almost like odd not to you know point of odd nauseum where it's like, um, you know, undertones this undertones that, you know, it's all about what the underlying you know if you're cool toned neutral toned warm toned and I really want to ask you how that works for products such as yours that are so they're hybrid you know what I mean so like how does that work from the formulation side in terms of really creating this range that's still fitting into this I guess um you know th this idea of yes we have a range that is going to suit everyone's undertone but it's still skincare how does that really fit in has there been any like issues from the chemistry side or is it pretty much seamless? Yeah, so our um, products, so especially our complexion products come in cool and warm um, and we will be expanding that to cover neutrals as well. Um, but we really focused on ensuring that we had the full range. So from the lightest light all the way to the deepest deep. And it is, it is a challenge because, um, you know, the colors really have to, like you said, not oxidize, they have to wear all day. We're very lucky that we actually work with 
um, the top manufacturers in the world that work with the top brands in the world. So instead of really reinventing the wheel, what we did is we took what was already the top performing, the best proven um, base formulas as our base formula, um, you know, the same base formulas used in the top sort of, you know, big name luxury brands that you can think of. And then we added in that Korean skincare. So the way I like to think about it is there's a lot of sort of tinted skincare brands out there where, yes, it's going to be like, it's going to feel amazing on your skin, but maybe it doesn't wear um, the way you want it to. It doesn't provide that coverage. What we are is really skincare infused makeup. So we're, we're yeah. prestige makeup that's been infused with the skincare. So you get some of the benefits, but it's not taking away or diluting that, you know, prestige beauty, um, whether it's, you know, worn very lightly, which of course you can do, or, you know, full glam. Um, and so because of that, it, we were able to work with our formulators to create some really beautiful shades. Uh, like I mentioned, we're continuing to add more shades, um, but we're very proud with the range that we came out with because we're actually the first and only um, inclusive Korean beauty makeup brand. Um, so we're very, very proud and excited about that. I love that. And yeah, you've done a wonderful job with the colors, by the way. My personal favorite is the shade Honey. It works really well for me in my summer, like my summer tone. And it just, it goes beautifully with my skin. It just blends right in. And, you know, it's it's seamless. It's it's what makeup should be. You know, you shouldn't have to think about like, oh, my my skin doesn't look the normal color it should. You know, it's just, your foundation should be like a second skin, you know? And, it, and that's exactly what your makeup does for me. And I, and I think it's because when I, whenever I put on makeup, I don't know about all the people listening, but for me, I always do like a heavy skincare routine in the mornings, just because I like to have my, you know, like throughout the day, I like to be protected my, you know, with the SPF and the serums and all that. But then when I put on your foundation on top of everything, once I'm done with that, it goes on so perfectly and it just, it's perfect. You know, it blends right in. It goes with the skincare. I know there's skincare in there, but it just, it melds together. And the shade that I, you know, come out with, it's perfect. It's like a second skin. So I think you've done a wonderful job with the range. Definitely. Thank you. Oh, I'm so happy to hear it works for you. I mean, you know, not everything's for everyone, of course, it's impossible, um, but we did try to create as universal um, a, a liquid foundation as possible. Um, and actually we're, we're opening up the Caribbean market and, um, you know, we had a bunch of women come to our launch and they were all trying the foundation and every single one of them were able to find shades, which, you know, obviously that was our goal whole, but it, you know, seeing that in person just solidifies, you know, the, the pride that we, we took um, and, you know, how expert uh, our formulators that we worked with really were in creating those shades. I love that. And I, it's interesting you mentioned the Caribbean. I spent quite some time in the Caribbean. Um, where did you do your, your, um, your I, I don't know if it was a pop-up or what did you end up doing? To introduce it yeah, to the- so we're we're we um, started working with a new distributor. So um, they're based out of Barbados. So they're going to oh. start in Barbados and then work with sort of other distributors across the Caribbean. Um, and 
what we really do at SIA, um, and this is more a business uh, <laughs> response than a, um, you know, uh, makeup focused response, but we really, because of where we started, we really focus on underserved communities as our main goal. So we started, as I mentioned, in this um, independent beauty supply store market where we found a lot of women of color, a lot of um, women in either rural areas or in sort of, you know, very urban areas didn't have easy access to high quality makeup and skincare. Um, so that was our first market. And so that's really the mission. And so then as we broadened, you know, and looked outside of the U.S., it makes a lot of sense to look at places like Latin America, places like the Caribbean, where, you know, there's also a lot of demand for beauty products that haven't necessarily been fully served by the, you know, industry as it is right now. Oh, absolutely. There's nothing available in the Caribbean. You know, I spent over six years down there and I was in Barbados, Grenada, St. Martin, um, even in Trinidad, Tobago for a while. And I noticed that, you know, other than Trinidad, there's really not anything available. I mean, you have a few Revlon products um, if you go to like the local supermarkets or whatnot, but there's really nothing available for these people um, in terms of just quality, you know, beauty and skin care products, you know, overall. So there's a huge market down there. And I think that it's definitely, you know, it speaks volumes to your brand that you've actually identified that and you're addressing it because, you know, they are just like us. They want to feel beautiful. They want to invest in these products. I mean, there are so many times where I'd go to like the local mall down there and you would go to the mall, but unfortunately there's no makeup store or if there is, there's one and they have like, you know, certain perfumes, they have certain things, but it's not anything like we see in any you know western country or even eastern you know like the bigger country like india or china like there's no there's no real representation is what i'm trying to say you know in those areas so i think it's that's a really really cool initiative that you've taken on that's very thank cool. you yeah, yeah. No, and barbados is absolutely beautiful so of course i'm, I'm always happy to go to the caribbean <laughs> no problem yeah. but yeah no if go you're ahead. if you're down again you must go to like uh grenada and you must go to um saint bart's and stuff it's i mean it's just a beautiful culture you know like that's the thing like caribbean culture is just they're all about celebration especially with carnival there's so much makeup that's involved and like you know they're um just their festivals right like carnival Absolutely. is the biggest Caribbean and unfortunately they're getting makeup and things from you know over here they're importing everything because nothing is down there you know, so it's, it's like a huge, huge, like, you know, gape, like it's a gap, you know, that's just exists in terms of beauty and wellness products. And I don't understand why more brands aren't really addressing that. But um, yeah, moving on from that, I actually want to ask you, you know, um, I know that Sia is still like you have, um, you know, you have, you have a lot of different you know like a good range you know with even with like your lip colors and lip shades I mean it's it's a beautiful beautiful line overall but um how was how was it in terms of like figuring out what products were going to become your hero products or what you really wanted to initially start with like I would love to get like your journey as an entrepreneur into this because I know a lot of people listening are aspiring entrepreneurs that want to start their own beauty lines you know so I'd love to get your opinion on that and your experience absolutely um so that's a really great question and it's it's always hard um to decide how to start do you start broad or do you start narrow 
um, because of the market we started in where there just wasn't that sort of day-to-day go-to high-quality cosmetic line, it made a lot of sense for us to launch with a bigger line of especially complexion-focused products. So because we were bringing in that Korean skincare, that, you know, high-quality makeup, uh, we decided to go very broad so that women and people who are color who go into the stores to look at our brand online can have that one brand that they can, you know, trust sort of for all their basic products. So the way I, I, you know, talk about our line is the same way that if you have a very ill-fitting um, bra and underwear set, that's all you can think about all day. You're just tugging on it. You're like pushing your, you know, boobs back in place. You're yeah. Your underwear is right up or riding down. You've got like visible panty line and you're just so uncomfortable. All you want to do is run home and take it off. That's the yes. same thing with makeup. I mean, if you're wearing a foundation that starts melting off, I mean, I live in Texas, so it is is so hot. And I know immediately <laughs> if the thing's going to wear well all day. Um, and so that's really what we created Sia to be is that, you know, like an amazing fitting bra and underwear set that you just don't even feel. You look amazing. You feel confident. Same thing, right? It's that that foundational, those foundational pieces that you can trust and you can wear all day. You know, like I mentioned, I was traveling on an airplane. I can wear our product line on a 17-hour flight to India and not feel like I want to claw my skin off at the end of it. Um, so yeah. that was really the the goal. Yeah, and I think you definitely accomplished that. And I love that. I love that you said that that was like your mission, you know, because I think that's what I, I've noticed, at least in the entrepreneurial space, is that people are having a hard time um, kind of you know, I guess, narrowing it down to what is it that you want to deliver? And, you know, I've heard this time and time again, um, essentially what you said, which is, you know, you really need to know what you want to create. You know, you can't go into entrepreneurship just thinking I'm going to create the next best whatever, but you don't have like a central mission in mind, you know? So that's something that I think everyone listening, like, and if you are an aspiring entrepreneur, you can really take away from, you know, this conversation with Megan, because I, I really, I see that a lot. You know, a lot of people reach out to me and they're like, Ekta, help us like, you know, build this brand or, you know, build, like give give me advice. I'm like, I don't know. I've never launched a beauty brand. But what I can tell you is what is it that you're trying to do? <laughs> exactly. Know? Yeah. You have so, to have a problem and you have to have someone you're creating it for, whether it's you or a friend or, you know, some sort of skin issue. Um, especially in the beauty world, right? Um, you you see so many brands coming out now and it's, it's just clear people are just, oh, the beauty business is so big and there's so much money to be made. So we're just going to jump in and see if it works. And you can tell the ones that last are the ones where they have a very focused idea of who they're making it for, what the mission is, because entrepreneurship is not easy in any industry, but the beauty industry is so competitive and it's so crowded that you have to really be able to tell your story and be laser focused for years um, to to get any sort of success. Um, and yeah. of course, if you have a built-in, you know, customer base or fans of something already, 
that helps even more, right? Um, so yeah, thank you. Yeah, no, no, you're right. And I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned that, you know, I think that definitely, you know, there's definitely a lot of uh, gems in what you said, and people can really take away, you know, great advice from that. And, you know, uh, one thing I want to ask you, though, is, while you were crafting, you know, the line, I noticed that, you know, uh, like stepping away from the cl- complexion products and focusing more on like the color based products, which are, um, you know, um, the lipsticks and the lip colors like I mean they're just so beautiful you know Megan they're really really lovely and they work so nicely on every skin shade and I've always been you know I'm not gonna lie I was always the lipstick you know junkie you know growing up I loved a beautiful lipstick I loved my mom's lipsticks you know and I remember thinking like you know even my mother was like she was very selective with her lipstick she had like a maroon you know and that would look beautiful on her but she was very picky so it was like you know, growing up, I always had this feeling and, you know, when I shop for my own makeup where it was like, well, whatever I buy for lipstick, it has to either work or I'm not even going to touch it. And with all of your shades that I've tried, I'm in love with every color. Like it looks so good and it's so beautiful and elegant. And I really want to get your take on what goes behind making a beautiful lipstick, because I feel like you've really cracked the code on this one. <laughs> so Wow. I would yeah, no, you really have. You really have. As a woman of color, I'm telling you, like the shades and like, it's just the whole color, like the underlying colors and the top note. I don't know how it works, but you really nailed it. So. Well, thank you. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, what when we say that we're the first truly inclusive Korean beauty brand, we take that very seriously beyond just um, the complexion products. And so when we approach lipsticks you know we knew that it it's you can't just have great complexion products but then only have you know lipsticks that look good on cool undertones or warm undertones or light skin so we wanted to create a shade range that really gave multiple shades to you know women of all skin tones um and so we've got products and, and lip colors that look amazing. I'm sorry, you're going to hear my dog in the background because he's here. <laughs> so you're going to, um, anyway, we have shades that look really great on light skin tones as like more of a deep, you know, red, vampy color. But then on a deeper skin tone, it becomes almost like a, you know, pink nude. So it, again, because we were able to sort of take the best lessons learned from all these other brands by working with the top manufacturers in the world, um, we were able to sort of, you know, get all the, get all the best practices and, and lessons and put it in um, to a really great lip range. And I, I really love hearing that all the shades worked for you. Um, oh. And, you know, I find the same apart from maybe two or three shades. Um, Most of the shades are very easy to wear. My favorite product is actually our matte lipstick, which wears like a really buttery lip balm and it comes, but it performs like a very bold, um, long lasting lipstick, which is, you know, my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love the, one of my favorite colors is um, cinnamon brick. 
it's literally like one of the best colors because I, you know, like I've said, I've had a really hard time, you know, throughout my makeup journey, finding any kind of red, you know, a reddish brown, anything. I mean, you name it. And it always looked so weird on me because it was like, again, you know, like the shade, like the shading just did not match my skin. And so this is one of the colors, you know, just one of them out of many that I'm obsessed with um, for everyone listening listening it's m160 cinnamon brick and it's absolutely gorgeous and you can use it as a blush you can use it a little bit like a hint of it even on your eyelids if you're busy and you're like traveling you know what i mean like just a little bit especially for all the brown skin girls out there you know i know that you know a lot of us i mean women in general we're very busy you know and i think if you know the colors that look good on you like it's really helpful to have that one lipstick that's that color that matches your skin it looks good it complements you it's like a nice rouge color for your you know your cheeks and this is for me this is one of them i love it so yeah, I, I think you definitely, definitely nailed, you know, lipstick on the head. <laughs> Thank so, you. Um, no, I mean, and that's that's wonderful to hear. And all of our products are really developed, like you mentioned, to be multi-use because all of the formulations really work really well together. So you mentioned using the lipstick as a blush or as even an eyeshadow. Um, and I do that all the time when I want a monochromatic look is I'll take um, especially the original lip which is um, a little more uh, a little less matte and so it's really easy to dab onto the apples of my cheeks and blend in and then I'm you know I'm looking all polished and pulled together yeah yeah no it's 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 really really like efficacious line I feel like in terms of like efficacy in the sense of like you know just it's made for I feel like the busy person you know of today like I know that you've mentioned that you wanted to create something that was for you know as a like a Korean based brand like you wanted to create something that was inclusive but it's really for when I look at Sia I see like my colleagues you know the women I work with that don't have time to reapply lipstick reapply blush you know like they just don't have they're surgeons you know they're running around they barely have time to like you know comb their hair <laughs> you know half the time so it's like when I see your brand I'm like this is so perfect for just women who are living a very busy lifestyle and they want quality and they don't want to keep touching up everything making sure everything's in place I just think it's such a such a brilliant brilliant concept that you've come up with um now you know i want to kind of shift focus a little bit and i want to talk to you about the skincare aspect and really kind of hone in on what you found to be the best ingredients the ingredients that you knew that you would not compromise with when it came to the skin health side of things if you could share with us like yeah yeah uh sorry trying to find the unmute button (laughs) So, um, you know, the way we approach our ingredients is actually um, not thinking about using the same ingredient across all of the products, because of course, every part of your skin, every part of your face is going to have different needs. Um, So in our Luminous Longwear Liquid Foundation, um, the products that we were the most focused on, which are present in the formula are um, Sika Cream Extract, which of course is an amazing um, traditional K-beauty ingredient that really um, is anti-inflammatory. It you know, reduces irritation, it really soothes and calms, it's really buzzy right now. Um, we have Honey Extract, which really 
you know, is, is a natural antioxidant, very moisturizing, and it creates that, you know, beautiful protective layer over the skin. Um, our hyaluronic acid, um, which of course doesn't need any introduction. Everyone knows hyaluronic acid nowadays. Um, yeah. And then um, Portulaca oleosteria extract, which is um, purslane extract. And it's actually a member of the succulent family. And it's just another amazing like traditional KBD ingredient. Um, but then in our lips, you know, we've got lots of different oils like jojoba oil, sunflower seed oil, uh, macadamia nut oil. So that's how we approach those ingredients is really thinking through what are the best KBD ingredients for each like part of your skin, each part of your face. And then that's what we infused um, in the, you know, product that would be going on that part. That makes a lot of sense. And actually, you know, what's interesting is just the other day I spoke with, um, you know, two individuals who are like professionals in the Asian markets and like, especially with like China, um, they're, you know, really the experts that help brands kind of, you know, transition into the Chinese market. And we were talking about how, you know, Asian consumers are very different in the sense of like, they do their homework, you know, they're, they do their homework in a whole different level, you know, on a whole different level than we do here in the West. And one of the things that came up was, you know, they talk very heavily about, even if it's makeup, they'll talk about the ingredients and um on what is it the red book the little red book or something it's a website and um we were discussing how you know it's like their recommendations aren't just recommendations they're like full like full-blown like explanations of why things work so like what are some of the feedback um you know some of the feedback that you've gotten from maybe the Asian consumers and like what they've said about you know the overall quality and just the feel of the brand and you know just to compare it to what I feel like as a western consumer absolutely um so we've gotten a lot of great feedback we're actually based in, in Korea town in Dallas so we have a very large um Korean consumer base around here um, so they're, of course, going to be our strongest critics. Um, my co-founder is actually from Korea. So that's how we're able to really access um, both the, that consumer, but also the manufacturing and all of the amazing, um, you know, information and innovation that comes out of Korea. And so they obviously really like that it's being represented in this way and that it's a lot of Korean brands will only launch with like one or two products and um, test that out first. So we've gotten a lot of great feedback on having this bigger brand, this bigger um, product line um, to really represent the best in Korean beauty. And then I know we've gotten a lot of great feedback from Asian Americans about our shades as well, because in Korea um, and in a lot of Asia, they focus a lot on lightening their skin, not necessarily matching their natural skin tone. Um, and there's obviously lots of history and, and tradition behind that in a lot of ways. Um, but so, you know, a, a woman who was a Korean American was sharing with me that she was really happy about um, one of the shades we have because it was the first time she found a product that really matched her undertone and her natural shade, as opposed to to either you know, being a little too dark or being much lighter um, in the way that a lot of Korean beauty 
is is handled right now. That's very interesting. And yeah, I think that's like a general thing in the East as well. Like the the lightning, you know, like people gravitate towards the lighter shades. And, you know, I, I think there's different reasons behind that. So I'm not going to like demonize it in any way, but I definitely hear you there. You know, I think even like as like an Indian woman, like, you know, I've seen even in my culture that a lot of times like they'll pick like the lighter shade, you know, like one step down and that that way they can build other things on top so it's like there's like a purpose behind that and so I that's very interesting um to hear actually because here like in the west we're so so hell-bent on like no it has to be my exact shade you know like has to be exactly like my skin shade and that's great but like I think that when we talk about foundation for me it's always been kind of a pet peeve when people are get they get so stuck on that because it's like well there's other makeup products you know what I mean like there's thing there's bronzers there's things you can do that go on top of the canvas you've created with foundation so I that's really Absolutely. intriguing yeah well and the um, truth I, is our oh sorry go ahead no go ahead go ahead I was just gonna say our our face actually is multiple different colors anyway so I always tell people match to more of what your neck looks like. And then, like you said, you can use, you know, our amazing contour sticks, highlight sticks with some um, pigment to create that, you know, fully finished look, brightening contour, or um, I mean, concealer, whatever that look is that you're going for, whether it's a brighter eye or a deep contour. Um, you know, makeup, like you said, can help create the finished look. Right, exactly. And also, like, one thing I want to, um, I want to actually ask you is that, like, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of talk around, you know, what makes makeup cakey, or like, too piled on looking. And I would love to understand that, like, from a, from, I guess, a formulation perspective, because like, all of your uh, products don't do that. They don't leave a cakey finish. They don't leave a finish that's like too built up, you know, so what are, you know, some of the fundamentals, if you know that, you know, off the top of your head, that kind of contribute to, you know, the other side of things where, you know, certain brands will have a foundation and it just looks like you just put on like eight layers, you know? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that just goes with that Korean innovation. They just are really, really um, good at that high performance makeup look or, you know, skincare, um, but in a very sort of thin, buildable formula. And that is, they've just been hyper-focused on creating that for the last 20 years. And so all of the products are really developed and designed to be very buildable. So you can you know, for example, put the contour stick on, you put one swipe on, and it's it's a very light natural finish, but then you can put, you know, two or three um, more swipes on top of that to create a really dramatic, bold contour. Um, and things like I mentioned in the um, Luminous Longer Liquid Foundation, the honey extract creates this really nice barrier where you don't feel like you have to put on multiple layers, right? It's it works, it feels beautiful, um, you know, it sets on your skin. And so I think a lot of times when you have makeup that maybe the color isn't quite as um, strong or effective as we want it to be, we, without really thinking about it, also just put on a little bit too much. And then sometimes it's hard, it's hard to see like when to stop until all of a sudden you're like, I've gotten too far. Um, The other thing is really um, moving further away from using powders. 
which obviously powders have their place, but we, in the 2000s, we were very, very reliant on powder, 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 everything, um, and using more of those cream-based, liquid-based products, um, which, you know, the majority of our line is based on really creates more of that natural light finish. Um, and then, of course, you can set with just a little bit of powder wherever you need it. Yeah, no, I think I've heard a lot of really um, prominent makeup artists say the same thing is that, you know, cream is the way to go. You know, it's just easier. It's buildable. It's, it's you know, just, I don't know, it's, it's easy to work with and it's easy to maneuver around, you know. And so I, I agree with you. I think that the powder era really does need to end because, you know, when I think powder, I think of Instagram, the Instagram makeup. And I'm like, oh, no, like, please don't bring that to like real life. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah. there's there's great Instagram makeup and it's so fun, but when you're wearing something that you're going to be a natural light, you're going to be with people only two or three feet away from your face, um, it's, it's a different need. And so um, one of the things I really like doing with our products is instead of even wearing a full face, in my day-to-day -day look, I'll wear just concealer and then our contour and highlight sticks to give that nice nice polished look without having a full face and then of course I wear a full face for like events or going out um, but it really creates that nice subtle you know perfected um, I like to say um, polished look that's 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 what we go for at Cia's is that naturally polished beautiful professional um, easy to wear look Right, right. And it definitely, you know, it definitely reflects in your products. I absolutely love them. And I, uh, you know, I think that you've just done a wonderful job. Now, one, my last question is definitely a loaded question. And I have to get an answer from you. When are we going to see a full skincare line from Sia? Because I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. I, you and me both, you and me both. Um, so we do have a couple targeted skincare items. We started um, really more testing it out because of course we came out with the full makeup line, um, but we have a beautiful face wash called Boss Face, um, which is this, you know, really nice foaming cleanser. It's this perfect balance of getting fully clean without stripping away your natural oils and moisture, um, lavender extract, rosemary extract, all the, all the good things, um, some primers, an amazing um, setting spray. But next year, we will be launching a couple more skincare items to really provide that full skincare line. Um, so things like a moisturizer, potentially a serum, um, definitely, um, you know, the Korean style face mask which of course, you know, are everyone's favorite. Um, and so we really focus on how can we combine sort of, you know, multiple different things into one product. So for example, a moisturizer that also has the serum infused into it already, anything to really make people's lives a little easier in the morning as we're like brushing out the door. Yeah, no, I can't wait. I'm so excited, especially about the face mask. Oh my God. <laughs> You just got me really excited. Yeah. I... <laughs> That's awesome. I'm so excited to hear that. And I, you know, I can't wait. Everything you guys create, I know is going to be absolutely stunning and beautiful. And I can't say enough good things. You know, I really can't. It's for everyone listening. You know, I, I really, really, really recommend this brand. I could not recommend it enough. You know, as far as makeup goes, I'm very picky. I know a lot of women of color are. And I can promise you as, you know, fellow woman of color. 
you're really going to love it. And you're really going to love your investment in the brand. And also it's very affordable for the amount of quality. Like that's another thing, Megan, you have done such an amazing job with the accessibility component. Like it's, you know, Thank your you. products are easily ranged. Like if I were to just see your foundation and then try it like at like a Sephora or something and not see the price tag, I would easily put like a $90 price tag on it, like easily. Like, it's just crazy how you've made everything so affordable. And so I really, really hats off to you for that. Thank you. Yeah, and, and that's a that's a point I didn't get to make, so I'm so happy you brought that up. When we think about inclusivity and accessibility, for us, it's not just about the shade, although, of course, that's number one thing you have to do. But it's also how accessible is your, you know, where people can find you? Are you being sold in stores outside of sort of the major urban areas? Um, are you going to where um, customers live? And then also pricing, right? Are you expecting people to spend so much money on all these different products at this very, very high price point that very few people can actually access it in a, in a realistic way, right? Um, so for us, inclusivity and accessibility goes beyond, you know, just, just the shades. Um, and so that, you know, that's something we're hyper-focused on um, and really is our mission. Also, like, I want to add to that and just say that, you know, I think you're really promoting this culture of, like, switching out your makeup. You know, I know so many women, I, you will not believe in Megan, I know so many women that have bought that $150 foundation and they've kept it for four years. And I look at them and I'm like, are you insane? Like, this is going to make your skin so terrible because the product and like the ingredients in it, like you need to just throw it out, you know? And they're like, well, I don't want to spend $150 again. And I'm like, well, then why the heck did you <laughs> buy it in the first place? You know, it's just, it makes you just think about like, you know, how often are we recycling our makeup? How often are we replacing products with new, you know, new batches? So, you know, it's another thing I really encourage everyone out there. Like, again, you know, see you as a brand that, you can buy everything you love, but then not feel guilty when you need to re-up, you know, like when it's time to like buy makeup again, go ahead. You know, it's, it's affordable. It's wonderful. It's luxury. Like it's something that makes you want to like keep reinvesting in the brand. And I think that's such a wonderful aspect of your line. And I'm just, I'm truly a fangirl for life. So, you know, Yay! again. <laughs> Well, thank you so much. Yeah, we, you know, we really built it around the people in our community and our customer base that were demanding something like this. And then, of course, all the women that I worked with and people who were makeup that were, you know, really needing something like this. So I, I appreciate that and, and we'll continue, you know, innovating and creating, you know, products that are priced at an everyday great price but also provide all those benefits. Um, and so thank you so much for, you know, your endorsement. It means so much. Oh, absolutely. It's so well-deserved. And I really encourage everybody that's listening. I'm going to be tagging everything um, in the concept art. But for now, I really want you guys to go check out the website, which is uh, www.siiacosmetics.com. Definitely check out the whole range. It's absolutely gorgeous. Even, you know, we didn't even get a chance to talk about the eye products, but like the eyeliner, I absolutely love like the liquid eyeliner. It's very, very, you know, it's, it's 
the uh, the pigment is very dark. It's wonderful for dark eyes. Um, you know, really makes your eyes pop. The mascaras are wonderful. So everything, like my point is like every single product, you know, that's in Sia's range is well-crafted, well-thought-out. It's one of those brands that you can really trust. You know, if you're like about to go on a trip and you need new makeup, go to Sia's website. You know, <laughs> like just pick out the things you guys, you know, really want and I promise you won't be disappointed. So again, I will tag everything, but Megan, thank you so much it has been such an honor to host you thank you Ekpad. and the honor is all mine i'm such a big fan um congrats on all of your work and thanks so much for you know also being a doctor at the same time <laughs> thank you so much that's so sweet and everyone listening i will be back next time <laughs>